20 years ago, I was injured on the job, which left me with a severe permanent disability. It forced me to discover my true passion and purpose. It wasn't until I started my direct sales business and later became one of the company's gratitude ambassadors that I realized I am a giver, a humanitarian, a cheerleader, and have a deep desire to inspire others. I had no idea it was possible to have a bigger impact until I launched my podcast to inspire others to live their passion, reclaim their purpose, and be open to so many possibilities. I am your host, Candace Snyder, and this is the Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities Podcast. Well, we're back for another episode of Passion, Purpose, and Possibilities. And today I want to introduce you to my guest, Mary Beth Decker. She's an intuitive animal communicator, medical intuitive, and energy healer, and is the founder of sacredgrove.com, where people and pets heal and connect. She works with pet guardians who dearly love their animals, yet face tough issues. She uses her intuitive animal communication and energetic healing skills to address animals' physical, emotional, and behavioral issues. She's also an author. Mary Beth is especially gifted in helping pets and their people move gracefully through transitions into the family, into a new family, or onto the next life. Mary Beth helps people find peace and comfort knowing they've made the right decision for everyone including their animals. They finally experience that deep mutual love with the animal they have longed for. And by the way, she's also a retired Navy officer. Welcome, Mary Beth. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to talk to you. You and I have talked a couple times and, uh, you know, we've found a lot of mutual uh, things in common. And I am excited for our listeners to get to know you, know what you do, learn how you got to this place. And so why don't you tell us what transpired and how you've been able to learn and connect with animals in the way that you do? Because I know this is not something people experience, you know, all the time. That's true. That's true. Um... I love telling people this, um, and so I always start with saying I wasn't born an animal communicator, at least I don't remember communicating with animals, although I had a great love for animals, loved being out. I loved being outside, uh, either being outside or reading a book. They were like my main things, but um, it, 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 things changed. Uh, I'm going to drift down to later in my life, uh, I started, well, after I had uh, finished with the Navy, I had moved into working in an association with some great people, but I felt called to do something else. And, um, and so in my off hours, I was learning massage and energy healing, still had the day job, and there was somebody, uh, Laura, who was a Reiki master, and she says, hey, you want to do this? I said, sure, let's do it. So we went through the whole thing. 
somewhere there and in, in learning other energy healing techniques. Uh, I'm going to use those words like people know what they are. So hopefully, you know, if we have to, we'll go into that. But my dog started connecting and communicating with me. I did not sit down and say, oh, I want to be an animal communicator now. I actually said, what the heck? This is possible. Um, a couple of my dogs came to me. One was a visual. He came in like uh, like he was sitting there and he had passed, like he was sitting there in the other room looking at me. Another one, she came and um, hung out with me as I was uh, getting on the on the plane and also uh, also traveling to a staff meeting that that I actually it was an annual meeting that I had to staff and I was heartbroken because she had just passed and she hung around to comfort me so I could do my job. And uh, like, who thinks about that? How lovely our animals are. You think, oh, they've just passed. They've got other things to do, but she stuck around and just let me know she was okay. And um, I don't, I'll go to Tibor because T, he just passed in November, but when I got him, he came from a really tough situation. And so um, I started seeing visions of some of his past life. And I and it and it, that was interesting. The first time it happened, like I, you can you can't see me, but I'm looking at him on the couch because we always share the couch with any of our furry animals. So I'm looking down at him going, Oh, that's odd. So I sit down again another time and I get the same picture. At this point, I talked to my friend and I said, what's going on? She says, that's animal communication. I said, well, that's cool. I got trained so I could do it on purpose. And then I, I fell in love with it because, you know, was, maybe you don't know, but think about it. If somebody comes to me because they're worried about their animal, they come to an animal communicator, an intuitive. They love that animal. Great, great. <laughs> and, I, and I love those people that love their animals. So that's that's where it got me where I'm at. Now, so I have a, my question. So you started out learning these energy healing techniques, such as Reiki. So for people that might not be familiar with Reiki, it's it's touch, right? It's a hands-on or is it hands-off? It, it what the lovely thing is, it started out as hands-on, but then they realized you can do it hands-off. And if if anybody ever checks out um, quantum physics or mechanics. That you'll find out that there's there's a whole nother way the universe works beyond our physical universe um, of regular physics. And so it doesn't, if you look in that, that universe, it doesn't matter where you are. It's more intention and practice. So it's both hands-on and remote. So what, did you start out with doing Reiki on it? On your pets is that how it initially started or I, I, I was doing it for people and then started out of my pets um my I tried it on my dog I, I didn't say her name before Eddie her name who who came with me to the annual meeting uh, I did help her transition but I didn't everybody passes away right those that's the rule I'm sorry to say as far as I know um but it helped her transition, and I did start it using it on my my Siberian Husky, and mm -hmm. um, but I had still been doing it for people primarily, and and then realized I could use it in conjunction with animal communication. It's a really neat combination. 
Yeah. It's yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about this animal communication. Okay. You know, because there's been times where I've looked at my dog and I can see my dog looking at me. And, you know, sometimes he'll, you know, your dog will lift their paw and they'll kind of pat yes. you to pay attention to them or to pet them. So how do you know other than those things? Like if your dog is just staring at you, how do you know what? or how your dog or, or cat or other animal is trying to communicate to you? Are there signs that we can see? There are, um, that's really a great question. I, I had to get some training to tune in. So first thing to know is they're already intuitive, Candace. They are, um, they are already picking up our energy. They are already sending things. I think when they're staring at us, they're saying, human, you're supposed to be so smart. Why don't you get what I'm saying? I, you can't see my hands. I'm shoving my energy at you to tell you what I need. Uh, so for us, it, it takes, here's what it takes. It takes first a little belief that you everybody can do it. And I'm I'm one of those people to say, yes, everybody can do it because I didn't start doing it until I uh, started getting some connections through Reiki. There was some energy there, tuning my energy up. Intention and imagination starts really good. I was just sitting there and saying, what are you, what is it you're sharing and getting quiet? I'm making this very simple, but sometimes it works. The first thing that pops in will probably be what they're sharing because it, it's it's your intuition comes in, your imagination first, and then your logical brain takes over telling you all the reasons why it's not true that you just got this stuff. And you got to push that guy or gal back. But getting a little quiet... Um, really helps to just ask and see what comes in. Okay. The other thing is, is don't be limited by what you think you're going to get or how you're going to get it. Just like we have the five senses for the physical world, the brain also brings in information in many different ways and so you might get a flash of a picture. It, and it's not a 3D, I could see it. It's more like a memory thing. You might hear a word. You might feel a feeling you didn't feel before, uh, emotional. Or you might even get a physical sensation. Um, let's see, so we got that. So be open to whatever you receive. And, and um, if it comes through, just say, thank you. I'll take more of that. Like, I believe you. Let's see what we can do about it and take some action. Now, I'm simplifying it a lot, but mm -hmm. that those are the basics of it. Yeah, I think that the main thing is that you have to have that belief and openness to know that it is possible. Because if you already put up a limiting belief that oh, I can't communicate with my pet, then you're not going to be able to. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, you know, I think of all my pets, you know, I've had dogs my whole life. And I think about this communication and 
I can say like my dog now, now Jack is a little bit of a celebrity on Facebook. Everybody knows who Jack is and what's going on with Jack. There's something about him that I feel like more connected, but I think it's because I've been more open to being able to communicate where I didn't think about those kind of things as much with my other dogs, especially, you know, when I was younger, because, you know, what do you know when you're, you're young and you have your first dog or you're a teenager, it's not until you get older that you start to hear more about this energy work and how you can open your mind to these possibilities. Right. True for me. Yes, yeah. True for you. So, yeah. and so with Jack, so you told me you feel it more with him. Absolutely. Absolutely feel it more. And, you know, maybe he's also the kind of dog that I like, I think of him as um, a big lap dog. You know, he's 90 something pounds and he just, as long as you're touching him, <laughs> he's totally happy. Not, not all pets are like that. And I, I think cats sometimes are a little more standoffish than dogs are. I, I mean, I guess it just depends on the animal and the, it depends on the owner, right? It does. It does. It's a combination. Um, yeah, kids, kids, I think they express their, their fondness for us in different ways. And um, expecting a cat to be exactly like a dog, you miss out probably on some cool little opportunities um, because they can have affection for us. Uh, I can't say every cat everywhere, but there's there is the, the chance for affection. And um, so where was I going with that? And and so for all of us, just being in the opportunity to experience it and just knowing it's always going to feel like your imagination. That's what I wanted to say. It, it is always going to feel like your imagination. So don't discount it just because it's imagination. And being open to it, yeah. See, I actually really love that explanation, Mary Beth, because we don't, I think people don't think of it as their imagination. Like you, they're not using that word imagination. They're, they're thinking like, oh, it's a connection. Oh, it's energy work, but not allowing the imagination part to come in. And I think that's really important. Oh, good, because that's the way it, it pops in. It just seems like um, a random thought or a visual, but the visual may be something that you just like, I can't make this up. This obviously didn't come from me. Or sometimes it's something you already know and, it, and you take it as, oh, it's confirmation that I did pick it up, right? I, you know, I thought that's what Jack needed or Jack was asking or telling me and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's giving me a confirmation of it coming through. So, and it does feel like imagination, which is a lot more fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got enough of that in our world. <laughs> Sometimes we need just to put the logic on the back burner, right? Honestly, honestly. What about when you know you have a dog or a cat or a bird or any other horse, <laughs> any kind of pet? Because I'm, I'm sure probably the majority of your work is with cats and dogs, but you know, there's other pets out there. Yes. When they're seniors and you know, maybe they're going to be transitioning soon. And that is like super hard. Is, do you have any advice for somebody that's going through that? I do. Um, that's 
why I did, why I rewrote my book. I'm going to say the title slowly so it comes out right. Peace in Passing, Comfort for Loving Humans During Animal Transitions. Um, one of the biggest things that came to me was uh, that our animals did not hear the diagnosis. If you get that one of those bad words that nobody wants to hear for themselves or anybody else they love, they didn't actually hear it. And so what they're dealing with is how they're feeling physically and what's going on with their, their pet parent, their guardian, their companion, and why are they upset? <laughs> so um, I use the phrase, and I don't mean it flippantly, but it would really help if, if we humans remembered our animals are saying to us, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> stop, stop predicting or, or stop moving into the future. Stop focusing on the end and be here now with me. Uh, so I'm going to stop here because that is so important. Like be here now with me where I'm at. Don't, look, we're all going to grieve. That's it. That, but don't spend all our time, don't spend all of your time there. Remember to have some times of joy. Look, I, and I've seen this with so many people and I thank them for doing it. Look at where your, your uh, pet, your animal is. What accommodations do you need to make so they can still have a happy life? Or maybe they can't take that two-mile walk anymore or whatever it is. You know, you switch it up. We put um, rugs down for, for our dogs and the little, uh, those little things you put on the stairs. We got those in there and so they could get up and down the stairs without tumbling and things like that. So they could just do it as long as they could do it. And um, as, gratitude is a really good place to be in the fact that they're still they're still here with me. That's a lovely energy that that nobody gets tired of hanging around with. If I could say it, that's a lovely energy for animals to be in. Um, I, I really did do this with my little dog Stella. Um, I would sing to her. I'd, I'd say, every day with Stella is a beautiful day. <laughs> because that was the truth. Every day she was in my life, no matter how where she was on her path to, to her transition, I still had her in my life. And it was a good thing. And I wanted to remind myself as much as her. Mm -hmm. I think this is really good advice, Mary, but I mean, we always, we always hear like, us as humans should be living more in the moment anyway and not worrying about the past and not always focusing on like the future and you know i i myself has have a habit of of that that i'm working on but now having this conversation with you i feel like i'm going to be more conscious of like my time with jack so if you know we're together i'm not going to be focusing on what's going to happen next. I'm going to be focusing on the here and the now. So he feels it. And then actually it'll take less worry from me, which again helps him. 
So I thank you for that. It's beautiful. And the other thing that's coming through is in my animal communication and in doing that practice with so many animals, what has come through to me? Because we I connect with them after they pass. People want to know if they're okay. And they feel either regret or remorse about some of the decisions they had made. You know, did I keep them too long? Did I, did I let them go too soon? And what I get from the animal, 100% is they're not expect, they did not expect perfection. The decisions we made with love, the love part is what, what follows them through to the afterlife, as you can imagine. I really like saying that. If that's what they carry with them, is mm -hmm. our love. Not like, oh, you should have... You should have let me stick around for five more days, or, or you know, you should have let me go. I, mm -hmm. I don't hear that. I, I, I do really believe that they, uh, they have made it. They made some kind of an agreement to be with us and to trust us to be their, medical. I like to say it like this: They gave us their medical power of attorney when they decided to live <laughs> with us. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. That's so, right. so, yeah, the, it's the love that they take with them. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you have um, a virtual like class that has to do with communicating. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit. So okay. listeners can learn about it and maybe reach out and connect with you to, to learn more and do more oh, with the pets. You. Yeah, I, I teach I teach my UConnect animal communication class twice a year. Um, the next one will be in this fall. And it's 12, it's 12 sessions and uh some some extra goodies live over Zoom. And um we go from the basics of connecting, receiving and sending information. And then we get into a tiny bit of energy healing, very simple techniques to to uh, assist when you know you feel like you have an anxious animal or you need to tell them something, but you also need to to help allay their their fears or their pain or their whatever that's going on. You can you can help with that. And then we even connect. We we even have a session on uh, wild animals and transitions and through all of that we, we're doing practices we're doing real-time practices so it's um people uh tell me that they are now connecting in a much deeper way with their with their pets than they were when they started so i got to tell you not everybody um uh, is ready for that class so i decided to create a family animal communicators community which is uh i put a little mini course in there pre-recorded and then we do practices in that little group and a lot of my graduates are in there practicing continuing but it's for anybody that wants to see if they can start doing this on their own so i kind of give you two choices because you know everybody's got things they got to do and what what works for one doesn't work for another. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so yeah. how can people find this? If you go to my website, 
sacredgrove.com, you will see ways to work with Mary Beth, and you'll find whether it is training with Mary Beth, and that will take you to both signing up for the Uconnect interest list to find out more. It's a lot of information, I'm sorry. Um, or look at the family animals and, and check that one out. So go to, go to the website, work with Mary Beth, and you'll find the training stuff. And I have to say, because I've been on your, I have been on the website, you have a lot of complimentary information on there too for people. <laughs> there are so many things, articles to read um, that are really, really helpful. Thank you. I, I've been doing blogs for a long time about me and my experience and things that I've noticed and and it goes all over the spectrum. And so thank you. I've been uh, I really enjoy it. And I, I'm always hoping that it's going to help somebody as they, they read something that pertains to what's going on in their life for their own interest. And another thing I noticed are all the charities that you support and ah. like amazed. I mean, you know, you hear basic ones, right? But then yeah. I saw on there that you had the gentle barn and I used to live close to there in California. And then I didn't realize there was more than one of them. There are now. Yeah. yeah. I got to go when I was uh, training with uh, Joan Ranquette, who's a fantastic trainer. If you want to be professional, professional, she took us all there because Ellie Lax is a friend and we got to, uh, we got to do energy healing on the cows and you oh, know, wow. it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's another thing I highly recommend. Um, looking at your list of charities, one of the ones that came up, I think I, I actually clicked on it by accident. And I was like multitasking and I think yeah. it was like save a platypus or something, something like that. And I was like, Oh, that's, that is one that I definitely wouldn't have like, thought of thought of you know yeah yeah it's um I'm, I'm kind of you know i'm i'm here in one little place in the world and these days now i can do good through giving to charities that i love and it feels like that's i feel like i i'm doing something really cool a little bit to all of these charities i also check them out people you know check can i give a public service announcement, check uh -huh. a charity on Charity Navigator. Make sure you're given to somebody that's been checked out to be the real thing. Because sadly enough, you can have, somebody can give a great advertisement for, for uh, something that sounds like a charity that isn't doing a good job for their animals. And I just don't want your money to go anywhere that doesn't support animals in the way we animal lovers want them to be supported. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, it makes complete sense. No, I always tell people that too, because you too. Oh, good. I have so many organizations too, that I love to support. I'm always saying that I actually hear my voice in my head saying <laughs> like, you know, don't support that charity because they don't, they spend more money on administrative you know, work than they do actually supporting the cause. Like I, I always hear that. Like I remember that he said that. To me. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah. So it, it definitely stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 
All right, so we're in this chat. There's also a, a, a really cool organization that accredits um, zoos and aquariums. Um, and so also, I guess you don't go around and go to the, the thing that calls itself a zoo, the uh, roadside thing, and you go in and see how bad those animals look. I, rem I remember going to one. Go find out if they're accredited. And if they're not accredited, find somewhere else to go, please. Because the accredited guys are really trying to make life good for these animals, even though they're not, you know, the orangutans aren't living in Borneo, but they make the life as close as they can for them. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, if you're a fan of Animal Planet and those shows like that, you know, I watch some of the shows where they're at the zoo. And it amazes me some of the other, you know, more exotic animals that they, the way they communicate, the zookeepers, the communication, like, I almost look at some of them and go, oh my gosh, that tiger is like communicating like a dog. You know what I mean? The, yeah, what yeah. they're projecting back. It's, animals are so amazing. I love them. I love them. It's, yeah, we wouldn't. I read a lot of science fiction and, and you know, they, they tell some of the stories where we've cleared up out the planet and it's, I'm not sure I want to live there if we don't have our animals and right. nature with us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need, we need, we definitely need more animal lovers and nature lovers on this planet. That's for sure. looks good on everyone and that's why the passion purpose and possibilities podcast has partnered with the kindness cause a creatively curated online shopping experience of fashion forward gifts that donate to nonprofit organizations to help you shop with purpose and donate in style together our mission is to spread kindness give back and empower individuals to pursue their dreams through our exclusive line of inspirational merchandise that not only uplifts your spirits, but also gives back to those in need. Every purchase donates to a charitable nonprofit organization. To see this exclusive line, make a purchase and support a cause, head over to the show notes for the direct link. So on my podcast here, you know, I asked the three P questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I hope so. You're ready. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you're passionate about? People might not know about you. Uh, I'm going to be silly here. Okay. You're allowed. <laughs> All right. I am passionate about telling clouds how beautiful they are. <laughs> All right. I just, I thought I'd do the silly thing. I am, um, I've had this habit of like, especially when I, I live in the Washington DC area with this beltway and getting on the beltway, who knows how the drive is going to be. I look up the clouds and, and they're like, they make me happy. And I tell them that. Now here's the benefit. Um, I also, when I'm walking my dogs, if there's, looks like rain's imminent, I'll go up to the clouds and say, look, could you just hold off a little bit till I get done? And I feel like so I get a lot of yeses. Like they just go, oh yeah, it's Mary Beth. She's always telling us how beautiful we are. 
go ahead, take your walk. We'll finish, we'll start when you're back to the house. So there's my silliness. That's for the because day. you're acknowledging them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. you know, it's pretty cool because you know you just made me think. Uh, I mentioned before we started our recording that I had been babysitting our two-year-old grandson and the two and the two twins, the one-year-old twins. And I was outside with the two-year-old and we were looking at the clouds, you know, I was like, oh, look at the clouds, you know, what do you see, you know, in the sky? So it's kind of cool that you mentioned that. Good, yeah. <laughs> Love that. I, they'd like to be acknowledged. That's, that's where yeah. I live. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, we all need to acknowledge them more often so we can get the weather that we want. <laughs> There's the truth. <laughs> Okay, what is your definition of purpose? There's a guiding theme for me to do the best at what I'm what I seem to have been uh, led to do. And, and that guiding theme means to to bring more connection between all species. I'm starting at the fam human family level, but also for me myself to bring to be better connected to humans and be a kinder person. It's like, yes, I should treat humans as good as I would like to treat animals. That's my, that really is my guiding. That's my purpose. Right. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Thanks. You know, we've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of different explanations, but not everybody relates it to them personally. And I love that you said it personally. Because a lot of people will just say it in general, what the purpose is, what purpose means. But you tied it to yourself. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. And the last P question is, is there a possibility, a dream or a vision you have that hasn't come to fruition yet? Yeah, it's a big one. It would be that we humans... Uh, learn to respect and value all the other living creatures and each other 100%. And, uh, we, and we look to nature as not a tool, but as a way for living through in this world. Uh, yeah, that's that's one. I don't know where we're going to get there, but that is somewhere I want to go. I'd love to have respect. Oh, I I agree. I know I don't think we I mean, you people take advantage of nature in the sense like you know, you might go hiking in a mountain, you know, or a trail or you know, riding a mountain bike, you know, in a mountain bike trail, something like that. But sometimes I don't think we take it in enough, like just in general, like you'll be in your backyard and you're not really like just stop in the moment and think about like, it's miraculous. Nature is miraculous, right? Miraculous. It's like, we don't think, we don't stop to think because we're just so busy in our day to day that we don't absorb all that, that we could. Thank you for saying that because I'm one of those crazy people that I have like favorite 
trees in the neighborhood did I say hello to? Hello? <laughs> touch and touch touching the flowers in her backyard and saying, golly, look, you guys look beautiful. And and uh, um, it's it's a little fun. It's a little crazy and it's a little fun at the same time. So it, I, I don't to... think it's crazy. You know, my, my husband, he's all about the trees. I mean, he doesn't cut down a, health, a tree just for the heck of it, but he and his brother do their own. Um, they have a sawmill in the backyard and they cut their own lumber. And they build things, you know, his brother builds toys, he builds furniture, but it's usually like a tree that had to come down. And so it's being repurposed. It's not like just to cut a tree to cut a tree. And my dad hated that too. My dad used to get so upset when the trees were being knocked down, you know, put up a building, like he would. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, but um, yes because we're talking trees and flowers and things there, there's a lot of books out there about how trees speak to us. Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? There's yeah. uh, be a whole know. new conversation. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt connections with trees and it's been all, always a uh, fascinating stuff uh, yeah. and, and bushes sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I could talk to you all day. Because, you know, being both animal lovers and nature lovers, uh, we probably could have lots and lots of conversations. But I would love for our listeners to reach out to you. What's the name of your book again? Peace in Passing, Comfort for Loving Humans During Animal Transitions. Okay. And it'll everything will be in the show notes, how to connect with you, your website, Um, And then people can go and check out the classes that you offer. And I'm telling you, definitely check out the blog and all the articles because there is so much information. I mean, I could have went, it's kind of like, you know, you go down that rabbit hole where you start to read one and you want to go and keep reading another, but it's awesome. It's, I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way whatsoever. It's so valuable. Thank you. So thank you, Mary Beth. It was, it was a pleasure and I would, I love to stay connected to you. Same here. Thank you, Candice, for this opportunity. It's what a fun conversation. Thanks for allowing it to be a fun one. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please submit a rating and review and share with a friend. This helps us reach more listeners so we can make a bigger impact. From time to time, we share our reviews live on our episode. Your review could be the next one we share. Please head on over to our website, passionpurposeandpossibilities.co to receive a free gift I am waiting for you. And if you heard something today that truly inspired you, I would love to hear about it. You can email me at candicesnyder at passionpurposeandpossibilities.co. Thank you again for listening.